Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 209 for the week of February 4th, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Privet, here with a bunch of people from RP Gamer. Let's just read them off. Uh, what do we got? John Yearworth. Yeah, I'm still here. Anna Marie Neufeld. Um, I'm with John. Emmanuel Marino. Hi, everybody. And Alex Fuller! Yeah. Yay. All right. So that didn't Who? Yeah. I leave for one week and you replace me with another British guy? What's going on? Yes, actually. We're trying to make the show completely British. And, um, yeah. It's not working. But, hey, pip, we're working pip, on Cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio. It's completely, it's nearly all Commonwealth now, is what we noticed last week. So. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> The reserved yells of yay. Now, see, if you guys hadn't said screw you and pitched all the tea out, you could have been part of this party, too. Mm. Nah, I want to... I think me and Chris would just settle for being a part of one of the only superpowers in the world. I'm, I'm working on getting a bunch of tea to have another tea party to get rid of you guys. So hopefully that'll work. Hey, so, uh, hey, it's showtime. Let's uh, talk RPGs. And uh, first off, we got some letters from people who wrote in. Oh, who's first? Oh, Kaz Rico is first. And he posts the following. What you were talking about with Skyrim is definitely a problem I noticed. We were talking about, um, you know, whether or not the story takes a back sto- backseat to the gameplay, or the gameplay takes a backseat to the story, or stuff like that, and, or something like that last week. So, in JRPGs, you're very much rewarded for playing in a breath-first fashion. You do every side quest you can before advancing the main storyline. Otherwise, the quest might be lost forever. The games are designed to give you maybe four to five choices of what you can do at any given point. Everything is gated in such a way that you eventually run out of side quests and have to progress the main storyline to get more side quests. When you try to play that way, JRPGs teach you... When you try to play the way that JRPGs teach you to play in a game like Skyrim, you end up with 100 quests in your list and you never finish the game. There's minimal gating, and most everything is open right from the start. They're designed for you to play the quest chains in a depth-first manner, completing one entire storyline before really picking up the next one and just pushing the main storyline ahead whenever you happen to be in the area. Which I actually happen to disagree with him a little bit on that because there's some quests that are clustered around certain locations it makes more sense to finish all those areas in that location at the same time but maybe that's what fast travel's for and I'm just too JRPG trained oh well to see quest progression in a JRPG he continues imagine a graph of the functions sine x and negative sine x graphed on top of each other to see the quest progression in Skyrim imagine a three year old with a blank sheet of paper and a pen scribbling random lines everywhere okay that really clears it up <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, it sounds like the piece. It sounds like the uh, document that the QA team had, at the very least. Yeah. Oh, what do you guys think? Is that uh, is Skyrim is trying to get all the the quests to do in a certain location in Skyrim wrong way to play it? I think Max said something really interesting on Twitter this week. Is that uh, it's not so much that people play video games wrong. It's it's more that we should try to help people play games better. Okay. Well, that just sounds there's like no, that's just that's just a diplomatic speech for no, how to no, not at all. I mean, there's no wrong way. It, there's right? no wrong way to play Skyrim. Okay, the way it, you're playing is the way the game was meant to be played. I don't and, care if you want to call way. it wrong or better, but the point is that you're saying one way is has an no, advantage. No, 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 no. What you're trying to say is try to we're trying to find a way to optimize it or, or better the experience for yourself. If there's something you're not enjoying quite about the way you're doing it. Hmm. Well, what about the idea of playing it as the designers intended you to play it? Does it, 
in a strange way, it um it almost doesn't matter what the designers intended. What happens is what what emerges naturally once you release it into the like the hands of millions of people. Because I think I don't think you can intend for a system to control a certain way people play the game, but because some system might be so limiting, you might end up sort of like I guess when, for example, when Diablo two came out, I don't think Blizzard ever thought there'd be items selling or gold selling this entire aftermarket black market place where people would be buying characters. Well, I, I that sort of emerged. Mm-hmm. I kind of get this subjective, um, you will find value in it in and of itself because it's art sort of thing, but, I, and, you know, and it'll be defined kind of as a reflection of who you are and what you bring to the table. But, you know, even with movies and stuff, we see that the director or someone has a vision and they will communicate with you and try to make you feel certain ways and have you experience certain emotions and go through certain trials and stuff. And I think that's a valid way of you know, approaching games to try and get that out of the games as well. You're right. And if I agree, and if, and if this was Final Fantasy 13 too, absolutely. If this was Final Fantasy, you know what I'm trying to say? If this was a big, if this was the last story, absolutely. But okay. I think I, I was listening to a recent, I think right before Skyrim launched, I was watching one of their sort of developer diaries. And I think Todd Howard said something, just like someone asked him about, do you have to let go in a game this world um, this big about what you think players should be doing or how they should play the game or if when you see other people doing it are they playing it wrong when you're playtesting he's like you need to let go of the mentality right away because what we're really creating is sort of a, a sandbox a playground a, a bunch of experiences tied together and, and a context for you to be in this world and after that you have to do what you want to do to sort of create your own experience so I think when you create dreams a... gone. Oh well. Yeah, I, I already took care of it. Go ahead and uh, just okay. uh, just tell me in Skype when the scheme, stream drops. It's okay. Listeners at home don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Well, no, screw those stream users. I've got on my iPod." No, it's just interesting. <laughs> it's sort of like I, I don't think you can build a game like Skyrim without letting go of that notion that you're playing my game wrong. Hmm. Sorry, I had to chase my cat away. He's the one who disrupted the stream, actually. <laughs> All right, so I, 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 I get what you're saying, I guess. And I should just relax and chill out and love the game no matter how you're going to play it. Well, like I said, I mean, you're you're probably playing it just fine. I mean, I'm sh- you're playing it differently from I'm sure a lot of other people did. And you probably had a pretty interesting and I'm sure fun experience if you continue to play it for that long. Maybe there's a few things you didn't know were in the system that could make your experience a little bit better and a little easier. But it doesn't mean that I'm doing it right and you're doing it wrong. Mm. Okay, and I say I'm a very kind of diplomatic, kind of do-what-you-will person. Yes. I guess this just if – if anyone's listened to this podcast knows that I'm just sort of like, well, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's okay. You don't need to play Ocarina of Time, Chris. I defend you. It's not the best game in the world. Hey, I said I like it a lot better on 3DS. I need to go back and finish no, it. No, but remember but, yeah. how many times I, I stood here and defended you against people saying, no, it's okay. He doesn't have to play it. If he didn't like it, he doesn't like it, and that's fine. That doesn't make him any less of an RPG man. Yeah, but I wanted to like it. So, actually, I want people to force me to try it. Oh. Wanted to figure that, out, I wanted to find what others valued in it, you know? No, on sequitur. Yeah. When Chris actually got around to buying Ocarina of Time, I recognized the fact that he had bought it within about two notes of him playing the intro. And he got very creeped out. 
And you're playing Dragon Veil. <laughs> Shush! <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Blitzer98, who says, Hey, RPG Cast, this comment doesn't really go with this week's podcast, but I wanted to know if you guys could recommend me a really good JRPG and WRPG for the PS3. One game per person on the panel. I don't have the money to buy all the good RPGs on Earth. <laughs> he just wants to buy one, two, three, four, five, ten of them, apparently. <laughs> okay, I'll go really quickly and say, as for Western RPGs, don't buy anything from Bethesda, since he's only going to play on PS3. Yes. Nothing from Bethesda. Which leaves what exactly? Anything? Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect, okay, yeah, there you go. Mass Effect 2, <laughs> Mass Effect 3. <laughs> which I'm going to have to agree with because I don't think there's anything else. Uh, two Worlds 2 is fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could pick it up hey! on the cheap. All right, sweet. You've got two. Reckoning coming out as well. Oh, that's right. He's absolutely right. Reckoning's that's pretty good on PS3 too. We need two more. Um, <laughs> can we get two more? I guess not. And Diablo hey, 3. Isn't Skyrim uh, 1.4 patch out? Doesn't it fix everything? It, it's Even if it... It's still not going to be optimized. Oh. But I haven't checked yet. Because right. I, I, I played Fallout 3 and Oblivion years after they were fully patched up and they were still crappy on the PlayStation 3. Miserable experience. What about um, what about Fallout 3 New Vegas or something like that? It's a Bethesda game. Why would you play that on PS3? I mean, but is it is it also... But Obsidian was involved... So that means it's even buggier? I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, how about Alpha Protocol? Oh, that's also Obsidian. Um, it's cheap, though. <laughs> You'll find Alpha Protocol for $5, so I'm throwing that one out there, too. All right, so how about some JRPGs? Um, I'm going to say Valkyria Chronicles. Man, damn it, you got there before I did. I did. Yeah, I would have said that as well. <laughs> I hear hiking. Uh, uh, tells, wait for Tales of Grace's F. All right. Uh, Resonance of Fate. Oh, wow. White Knight Chronicles. No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to them. Or if you feel like importing, import Tales of Vesperia. Um, Oh, how about Eternal Sonata? The the improved version. Oh, that's something. Oh, wait. (laughs) Some, some, We're talking about what, JRPGs. What about like for... Final Fantasy thirteen or yes three? <laughs> I mean, I think Final Fantasy is too obvious an answer. Oh, I think it? we All can. Right. Uh, I think we can do better than that. Oh, I boom. would say three D dot game heroes. No, Vunatman wins. Wait for Nino Kuni. There you go. All right, that's well, who was talking? To, who was uh, about Nino Kuni really quickly? Quick sidetrack. Yeah. Who was uh, talking? Was this in, on our forums, Anna? That people were talking about how Nino Kuni looks very interesting in that it's just it just looks interesting because it's so pretty. It's like a, like an anime come to life. I know. I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was a discussion that we had. I think it was in the staff channel with Glenn during the week. That he, I think he was expecting to see Nino Kuni on several disappointment lists for 2012 because. Yeah, I, I think even in the in the Game of the Year thread, people were saying like. It, it looks pretty, but the gameplay looks kind of just boring and dull. I know Gaijin's completed it, and I think he really liked it. So, did he finish both versions? Yes, he did. Oh, that's a good sign. If he went through yeah. the trouble doing both. Hmm. I really want the DS version with the spell book too, because you guys just DS games don't look like that, and this game looked like that. And it's just it's such an achievement on that system. 
Oh, well. We won't see it here. That was a distant sigh of longing. Although the DS, is, the DS is region-free, so, you know, if you're that Yeah, desperate. if you can read Japanese, you're good to go. Um, I, will, I still have my TGS 2009 cartridge that has the demo of Nino Kuni on it, so I can still break that out to show you, but uh, that's all I will ever get. It makes me sad. Such potential. Such potential. All right. Uh, potentially we are going to go up some more levels because Ocelot has written in with another round of dungeon crawling for us. Dear Radioactive Squirrels and Cutesy Puffballs. I don't know what that's referring. That's referring to the answers that we gave last week to the uh, pet question. Remember I nominated Carbuncle, the three-tailed radioactive Radioactive squirrel squirrel. from Final Fantasy XI? Oh, it is a radioactive squirrel, isn't it? That's interesting. Why is that enemy not in Fallout now that I think about it? (laughs) <laughs> That's a good point. What radioactive squirrels? Not in, yes. Need to be why not? They, 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 whoever designed Fallout never felt that the squirrels made it. I guess. I want radioactive pigeons and radioactive squirrels. Uh, radioactive pigeons would only be in if they ever did Fallout London. <laughs> Fallout New York. What, yeah. what, you know what do you think infests the uh, the 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 bombed out remains of Trafalgar Square than the, you know, sort of partially zombified, radioactively mutated hordes of pigeons that infest London. I thought it was drunken wankers. No, they're all dead. (laughs) Oh, ghouls now. Last podcast, you did a great job explaining your most memorable RPG companions while trying to kill both Tolkien and Lovecraft at the same time, plus 5 XP. Anna also mentioned that I should buy a headset, which is kind of like answering pudding when asked about your favorite flavor of pudding. Sorry, minus one XP. What? Oh, right. (laughs) Overall, though, you have come out ahead. Indeed, as the Japanese would say, you have set us up the bomb. And as they would also say, let us now go in teams and explore that which in ways is hidden, but braved in the darkness as the challenge of questions to heroes. Why do you have to cut off when I'm in the middle of the nonsensical sentence? Because you can finish in a second. I should get bonus experience because I have that shirt. What? Someone set up us the bomb. My, I have a coworker at work who, who, whose ringtone on his work phone is all your base or belong to us. So beat that. Yeah, but I actually have the shirt. It's not just my coworker. So, I, I, girl, you dropped the bomb on me. You dropped the bomb. <sighs> okay, Slot says I, I've never played the Baldur's Gate series of games. Should I give it a shot, or are they just too old to be good in 2012? I think you should give it a shot. Because they are in a two D uh, style, and it'll it, they'll still feel fine. I'm I'm gonna give a a tentative yes. If you liked playing old D and D, like pen and paper wise, then you'll like Baldur's Gate. But if you did not grow up playing D and D, then I did not pl- grow up playing D and D, and I like the Baldur's Gate games. They're just they uh, they they're a well implemented combat system. You pause your strategy. I mean, if you like, D, um, excuse me, Dragon Age, you'll like the the combat style of Baldur's Gate, and it's got kind of an animated storybook feel to it. So, I don't know. Plus, it has. Boo. They're not that expensive, right? They're all on GOG, and they're pretty cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so it's so inexpensive to get into the series. I mean, why not? Or you can on you can just watch someone play it and see if you want to do it after play it after watching them. Uh, there's a bunch of YouTube videos like Let's Play Baldur's Gate. If you have a subscription to Giant Bomb, it's one of their random SPC games where they spend like four hours playing Baldur's Gate too. Nice. 
I would so, suggest I mean, jumping mm-hmm. probably right to Baldur's Gate 2 also. I mean, Are there demos that I people could try? Download? No. Um, and you could also check out Planescape Torment. Uh, or or you like you can just do what Chris said or what Boyle's recommending. Get Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition. It has tons of content in there. The expansion pack, all the DLC, and it's very much in the Baldur's Gate style. But with romance and sexy elves. There's more beholders in uh, Baldur's Gate, though. So if you want big eye stalk creatures that float around and try to turn you to stone or whatever. If you could work for any gaming studio in the world, which one would you pick? Says Ocelot. Uh, I'm going to cheat. Go for it, Anna. You're going to cheat, cheat. Natsume. (laughs) Lame. You already do contract work for Natsume. Um, Okay, if I could pick another one. Um, Rising Star Games. <laughs> That's what a do good they answer. do? They just opened up in the U.S. They're bringing over one of the shoot 'em ups that uh, Cave does, and who knows what else. They also happen to be the people who do Harvest Moon in the in Europe, so it's huh. another cop out for her. They're basically um, Natsume, Atlas, and Exceed rolled into one for Europe. Yeah. Well, sort of. More they also published some Square Enix stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sort of got a couple that take their Tactics role. Ogre or something like that. Well, see, no, so there's um, also Ghostlight, is what he means. So yeah, yes. right. Okay, I think Tactics Ogre was Square Enix. <laughs> it was Most likely. P- yeah, PSP. What PSP one there, was anyway? There was a couple of. Okay, P- I don't know if it was PSP or what. Well, it, there was a couple games that came out in Europe that were not published by Square Enix. They were published by somebody else. <laughs> Please have some dignity, you nets. Okay. You may sell out. <laughs> so what about everybody else? <laughs> the chat room. <laughs> what about oh, everyone else? Who would I work for? I don't know. The studios Mr. Fuller, so while he thinks, come on, give it to us. Uh, I personally would just go for Ban Presto. Screw the language barrier. Alright, no one else can not Namco Bandai? Uh, Ban Presto is the little subdivision that makes Super Robot Wars yeah. specifically. It got uh-huh. kind of it got kind of absorbed into Bandai and then Namco Bandai a while back, yeah. but they still stick their logo on a few of the games. Gotcha. I would go work for Blizzard because I wouldn't have to move. Blizzard is probably the best work environment. Yeah, I get the cafe. Blizzard, I've also heard they pay uh, above the industry average by quite a way. Yep. Sounds nice to me. They they pay their – even stuff like their programming staff, they pay buckets. And it's great too – Oh, I was okay. going to say it's great too because uh, I can make maybe one game every 10 years. It'll be fantastic. I'm going to go to Sega and turn that place around. That's what I'm going to do. You mean you're going to make going to the ground even faster or what? <laughs> okay, well then I will keep it going in the good direction. <laughs> More Yakuza games. More Yakuza. And I'm leaving in all the dating sim parts. Screw that. I'm bringing out Valkyria Chronicles in the West. I'm doing the next one on PS3. <laughs> Or, or actually, I'm going to start planning for Valkyria Chronicles PS4, actually, is what I'll do. And let's see. 
How are you going to sell those games to a wider audience, Chris? Screw that. I'm serving the RPG audience. <laughs> this is why I'm there. It's to make RP gamers' life better. Not so, else. and you're going to fire a there. bunch of people at Sega to make up for the cost? Yeah, the, the loss. Yeah, you know the Sonic team gone. <laughs> that works for me. I can live with that. <laughs> Screw that. They just made they just made the best game oh, in the series. We're gonna port one of them. No, it's not one of the best games in the series. It's one of the best yes. games of the past ten years. But it's not better than like Sonic Two. Alright, so what what we'll do actually is we're gonna do iPhone ports of Shining Force three. We're gonna put all three episodes on the iPhone and iPad. So we're gonna get those out there too. Okay? I'm gonna make everything better. Oh, and uh, we're also gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna finish Shenmue. Jeez, Chris, you're treating this, you're treating your your stint at Sega like you're playing a game of Tropico. <laughs> you're a little banana republic dictator over here. We're doing this. I am. Take, I don't care. This Sega, company will dead. fail and be dead in the ground by the time it's done. But I'm gonna wrap up all the loose ends, and everyone will be happy. And then all the people can go work somewhere else. Let's see. Just Doug is going to resurrect Mega Man Legends 3. I like it. Wait, Alex, you didn't go. Didn't I? I don't think nope. you ever picked oh. one. All right, no. I'll probably go for Atlas because they got the most games that I want. Wait, wait. <laughs> Atlas Japan are going to work in Atlas USA. Or Atlas I'll say Atlas Japan. USA so I can read them. Oh, cool, man. I'll visit you. It'll be great. You can say <laughs> hi to Arm for me and Crystal. It'll be fun. Cool. <laughs> All right, question three. The Wii U is a silly name. I can't think of a question about that. It's just silly. Next. Okay, duly noted. Number four, we're in the slow season of game releases, which means it's time to catch up on games of old. What did you start playing in 2011 that you promised to finally finish in 2012? And remember, we RPG cast listeners will hold you to that promise. Actually, I just picked up something again, and I definitely want people to keep on my butt for it because I want to finish Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Okay. Manny, you got one? For why the Wii U is terrible? No. Oh, we're in a slow season of game releases, which means it's time to catch up on games. <laughs> what did you start playing totally in Oh, I uh Darksiders, I just beat Darksiders. Oh, Manny already finished. Hmm. Yeah. Um next I'm That's gonna do Bastion. Cheating. He's doing Bastion. That's I'm going to pick Bastion, too, because that's a great Because pick. the Bastion sale is like a 600 points. I got, part, like, I got like a third of the way through Bastion and never finished it. I need to do that. So I'm going to pick that. I'm going to pick Artanelico Koga, because I'm going to finish it to my... So I'm cheating. <laughs> oh, you are cheating. That is totally cheating. What about John? Uh, Tales of Zillia. Still need to do the last quarter see ramsey says he promises to beat jack one through three all right is that really worth it oh. hmm. funatman will be playing dawn of the new world and it's just tons of tales games let's just say that you know i, <laughs> I kind of i will say this though uh that the whole we're in the slow scene of game releases that's not true anymore in two weeks it's the it's no it's a uh, christmas it part started two. 13 2 just well, it hit. started now yeah all right you're right christmas part two just started and then, that, like, in a week, it's a Reckoning, and then, like, a couple weeks later, we get a bunch of other games, like wait, Darkness yeah. 2, Reckoning, we got Mass Effect coming out pretty soon. Yep. I'm Perfect. pretty sure there's, like, a hundred more other titles I'm missing. I think you're right. Yeah. There is no slow... The slow season's over. I don't think you're going back to Bastion, Chris. 
I yeah, I can't finish anything anymore because good titles keep coming out. Hmm. Okay, that is our mailbag and write-in and all that. So if you'd like to contribute to the feedback on the show, podcast at rpgamer.com is the mail address. You can email us. You can also send us an MP3 file. We'll play it right here on the show. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. And uh, let's see. We can play those, but we don't have any. So no voicemails. And uh, it's time for news. News. Uh, let's see. Apparently, the news is that I'm slow. Free to play. So, guess should I play? Guess the free to play. Guess what front free to play this week or is shortly? What EverQuest? Yes, EverQuest one. Oh, okay. Good guess. <laughs> uh, EverQuest one apparently, after being successful as a subscription model for like 13 years, is uh, finally going to go and uh, go the free to play route. And uh, I don't have any details about it, but uh, if you want to play really old PlayStation 1 type graphics MMO, you can do it for free. Even though EverQuest 2 is already free, but apparently not as good as EverQuest 1. I don't know. I don't get it. It was always the impression that I got, even though I never played either, that people often said that um, EverQuest, the original, was better than EverQuest 2. If you want something more modern, though, Rift will now be free to play up to level 20. Kind of just like WoW is. So, check that out. Man, I never hear anyone talk about Rift anymore. Yeah, when are they, when are they making their money? Actually, they were just in all of the MMO headlines last month because the they... Um... <laughs> Note she says the MMO headlines, not the headlines anyone actually reads. Well, no, hey, hey MMO game? Gamer is a great website. I don't know. All right, no, that's true. <laughs> All right, let's go. So, yeah, and what's, the big, what's the big controversy? Um, it wasn't a controversy. They were just like, hey, guys, uh, don't count us out because we had massive profits last year. Uh, I don't know what people are thinking that we're dying. Um, they're also, are they the ones having the fight with Terra or is that somebody else? Let me double Someone check. That's NCSoft. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. So Rift will be going free to play with the 1.7 update, which is, I don't know. Oh, it's already out. So let's do it right now. Go, go, go play for free. And, you know, oh, give it a shot. I know it's why people game. were panicking because they did um, server merges. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. It's always I mean, that's, panic. You know, it's usually a sign that things are declining. Mm-hmm. So. I know. It's just funny. I just, for me, it felt, it felt like it got buried because all I ever hear talk about is. Uh, Old Republic versus World of Warcraft. Old Republic versus World of Warcraft. And some new stuff about, what's that one, that cross-platform Mac PC action one, Firefall? Yeah. That's Which like is, the other that one. That one's only about. got news because they're spending a bazillion dollars marketing it. Well, and they're also doing crazy things like, we're not going to show up to E3 because soap is stupid. Oh, is that the Firefall people who did that? Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. That's uh, yeah. That's well, uh, no longer the, a valid the, a valid protest anymore. The, <laughs> that's the a point that I made that. is I don't know I don't know if people read a lot of the same interviews that I did, but post PAX they were like PAX was like the best decision we ever made, and it's the best show. And we don't want to go to any of the other ones, and it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's the You're best show that, because not- the show the show space is so cheap. They were able to buy half the space. That's why it's the best show. We had to we had the ability to make a huge impact on people because people couldn't ignore us. 
Wait, wait. It was Wildstar is the one I was thinking of, the one that people are excited about. Right? Yeah, that's is an that NCSoft th- one. Yeah, that's NCSoft. Yeah, that's the one that people are excited about. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, like yeah there's actually there, oh, okay. well, there's been a fair amount of buzz about it. I I haven't heard anything about Wildstar. I've heard some stuff about oh, Firefall. Oh, Jeff Knuckles. Oh, I'm on Wildstar. Yeah. Oh, they would. They had. I think they had. If I remember, they had a playable demos for Wildstar at Gamescom. Um, it's just that I was a bit too busy with Guild Wars Two. Whoops. Sorry. Also, actually, looks pretty interesting. It's got a nice art style, interesting characters. It seems like a game Michael would love because of the bunny women. Yeah, the art the art style was something that that really interested me about it. But by the time I actually got round to trying it, I basically had a choice between playing Guild Wars Two or playing Wildstar before the stand really filled out. So I picked Guild Wars. Um. So yeah, I I, I kind of. It's like I almost kind of regret that decision in a way, but I have been waiting for Guild Wars 2 for quite some time. Did you hear that there's a new Ace Attorney game coming? There are two. Two, yeah. Yeah. Ace Attorney 5 and then 1, 2, 3 plus... That that, that upsets me. The the 1, 2, 3 plus is uh, sort of like an HD remix on the iOS, right? Of what? Yeah. Um, is it iOS? Yeah, it's iOS. Yeah, it's iOS. For some reason, I thought it was 3DS, and then I was like, no, wait, no. Fascinating. Fascinating. Oh, also new is that uh, they announced the Mass Effect 3 voice cast in a video. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, I have a special announcement. Oh, yeah, go for it. I did. Oh, I want everyone to know. Yeah. Everybody, just so you know, I've been cast as a merchant in Diablo 3. Really? Yeah. Oh. They uh, they rendered me. I have I use I I I was for, I get a, a special voice talent credit. It's fantastic. Hmm. I hope you all look for me there. I'll be a merchant. I'll be in town. I'll be selling you special items you can only get there. Okay. How did you get that? He didn't. Oh, it's, I'm doing the exclusive review. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I'll let you go on with your story, Chris. If anyone else gets it, I don't know if it's a reference to something in particular, but yes, that's good. So here's uh, here's some confirmations: Martin Sheen, Seth Green, Trisha Helfer, Carrie Ann Moss, Keith David are coming back for Mass Effect Three. Also, new Freddie Prince Jr. will be in it, playing James Vega. And uh, Jessica Chobot will be in it as reporter Diane Ehlers. She sounds familiar. What's she? Um, what's she from? Licking a PS3. Why? What are you talking about? Jessica Chobot. Oh, you mean that personality on IGN? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, that's relevant. So she's in the game. Actually, modeled in the game. So figure that out. Crazy. Did you write a preview cool. for the game just before that video came out? <laughs> and apparently, game journalism. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, oh, Vita games will be cheaper when you download them here. Hey, hey, does that make people more How excited much for Vita? They won't say. I think it's ten percent. Probably it was confirmed. It was confirmed. Okay. Yeah, the talk's been like ten percent. All right, ten percent. Is that enough to make you choose digital over physical? You probably don't have to pay taxes on that either. Um, you do in my state. 
You, digital sales tax? They charge you up front? No, not up front. You have to report sales and use tax at the end of the tax. Yeah, so you don't have to pay taxes on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we have? Oh, we've got a date for Final Fantasy XIII II's Lightning DLC. It will be coming out February 7th. So this week, you can get Lightning in your party. Eh? Yeah. Eh? So you, you get to pay for a character. I'll be, be doing that because I actually want lightning in the party. And I heard it was, if you like the story, you should get lightning in your party. So. <laughs> you fell for it, you sucker. Yes. Good job. Well, that's what she said on, that's what the lady on We Can Confirm last week was talking about. So, Which assuming, lady? Uh, um, Garden Lee's girlfriend? Is that who that is? Arya Angelotti or something? Yeah, yeah. Is that his I, girlfriend? He's mentioned things about being at it. Oh, we're not going to talk about Garnet Lee's love life on the okay. podcast. All right. So, well, you brought <laughs> it up. You really brought it up, man. Down. All right. So anyway, they had this girl on there. She's playing through the Japanese version, Final Fantasy XIII 2, and did mention that you should, uh, if you care about the story at all, you should pick up the Lightning DLC. That's all she had mentioned. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's, a, it's truly any good, but getting Lightning as a party member is something I would want to do. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to try it out, and it's like what? Let's see, three bucks in Japan. What is it here? We don't know. Oh, they're also as expensive as they can make it. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a. The Square promises other Coliseum battles to come against adversaries from previous Final Fantasy titles who can then be recruited into your party. And the story writer says, "Here's hoping for Ultros," which would actually be pretty cool if that was the case. Um, And uh, yeah, so Uncle Octopus. I don't know. But it's not like you're getting the lightning from the game. You're getting a... Oh, this is so weird. It's a Colosseum. So you're getting lightning as she appeared before the events of 13? (laughs) Oh, that's so strange. Alright, whatever. It's time travel. We don't have to explain shit. Mm. Alright, fair enough. Ooh, Mushihima-sama HD is coming to Xbox 360. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. That totally sounds like an RPG there, Chris. Yeah, it's totally cool. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm filling out our story thing for this week. The next thing we should talk about, though, is the Skyrim Workshop. So Patch 1.4 is live on Steam for Skyrim, and that lets you do, like, the mod kit, basically. The really cool mod kit. So, and I don't know. We don't have anybody who's played with it yet, do we? I can tell you I modded my Skyrim this last week. So did you see, uh, I don't know if you uh, um, have tried this, but I have the PC version of Skyrim, and I modded the Sky UI mod in there, and I also added a mod that gives me a basement where I have, like, all the supplies to do, like, foraging and... Not supplies, oh, but all the good. stuff I need I to do foraging and stuff. Um, it also gives me... A place to store all the severed heads from every opponent. Oh yeah, every... that's exactly clean <laughs> no. faces, clean faces and severed heads. That's no, exactly no. what I thought. Uh, what I it does give me bookshelves, so I'm putting bookshelves I've been storing in a storage crate. I've got a place to put those now, and what else? Uh, just lots of separated storage areas. I can actually. I wish I had this earlier because as I finish each uh, suit of armor, I'm a blacksmith and I've maxed it all out and made pretty much every set of armor in the game. This gives me mannequins to place all the armors on. So I could have kept all the sets and and checked them out and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's too late now. I'm already in dragon armor and I don't really need (laughs) that sort of storage. But um, doing those mods really makes the game... It it really... uh, (laughs) 
it improves the quality of life in that game. I'll put it that way. And so I really encourage people, do the UI mod so you can be able to sort stuff by how much it sells and stuff like that. It's uh, it's worth doing. And I'm hoping that we get some really cool mods from this uh, new mod creator kit thing and mod marketplace and whatever else they're throwing out there. But as I'm the only one who's talking about this, I'm assuming I'm the only one who cares about it, so I better move on to Freedom Cry, a turn-based RPG maker title for Windows which just came out from Warfare Studios. So you're looking for another indie RPG Maker style game. We got one for you. Give you that 16-bit, 32-bit style of graphics, and you can pick it up for 20 bucks from warfarestudios.com. <laughs> That's all I could say because none of us have played it, so I don't know if it's any good. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't, it's one that it? I might be reviewing. All right, Alex have, will let us know. I haven't got around to starting it yet, so there's not much else I can add. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We have a story about... It's loading... Dragon. Oh, yeah. Dragon's Dogma. We have... Uh, so this is a weird tie-in. They're going to add in a demo for Resident Evil 6, a, a token that lets you download a demo for Resident Evil 6 if you buy Dragon's Dogma. It'll be in the box. And it's... <laughs> the demo won't be available till early July for Xbox 360 owners and early September for PS3 owners, but Dragon's Dogma comes out in May. So they're really thinking ahead on this one. <laughs> oh, it's the old uh, it's the old economy maneuver. Economy? Yeah, it's pretty, remember the only reason people bought Zone of the Enders on the PS2 was because it had a demo for Metal Gear Solid 2. Quinn, he was making fun of how you pronounced it. I, I don't know what you said. <laughs> Konami. Oh, oh, okay. I, I didn't know what he said. I was like, oh, oh, economy? Okay. I, I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> So Konami did this with oh the metal yeah Metal Gear Solid, and man that was successful wasn't it? Uh, and yeah that that, that was actually I think what was most surprising well, about that particular one is Halo they sold... three and uh, Crackdown right same thing. Oh did they do it that? Yeah that was that mm. most people bought yeah they well, did. yeah Crackdown was bought by a lot of people initially because of the demo that came with it and then people realized oh wait this game's actually really good. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, cool. The Ace Attorney movie is going to get a worldwide release. Neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here's one for you. The Old Republic has 1.7 million active subscribers. I don't know how they calculate that, but... Uh, uh, I guess the force is strong with this one. Oh, uh, boo. But it's not as strong as... Thanks, Manny. Thanks. Wait, it's not... wait, wait, wait. What, Anna? Remember that... Um... Based off the launch, a lot of the industry analysts were suggesting that it was going to be three million in March. Don't think they're going to get another one point three in the next month. Yeah, those are the analysts they paid off, though, right? So, <laughs> who knows? Oh, sweet! So Terra is going to IP block entire regions to keep people from hacking and farming their game. So the Terra is an upcoming MMO from En Masse Entertainment. And uh, apparently they've decided, oh, Africa, Asia, Russia, and the Middle East just won't be allowed to log in. <laughs> um, honestly, seen it before. Really? K2 has quite a number of games that they just blocked. They're, they had two different games, so they just they blocked Brazil. That was it. Redstone was one of them, and War Rock had like um, a whole bunch of the Middle East blocked. Because mm-hmm. they had so many people that were either hacking or doing credit card fraud. Wow. There, there so, will be a 
They will not be blocking proxy servers. If you're wondering, yes, you could use a proxy to connect from one of those regions, but they will consider blocking them if a particular proxy server ends up being heavily used. So, interesting. I, I haven't seen that on a big, like, big-ass MMO like that. I guess they're going to go region-style or something. I like that their well, official I mean, reasoning there's, was there's legal. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there was... Oh, go ahead. No, I think I just mentioned that the official reasoning fit was legal reasons. That's it. <laughs> That's what I saw. Oh, um, yeah. What was the other game that I was talking about the other day that they were doing this? Oh, right. Um, Mythos Global. Except all of... Except all of... Your, uh, except all of the Russia Confederacy and... Um, part of most of Eastern Europe and the UK and a couple of other places. It was like, we're global, uh, except for like this list of 100 countries. Oh, right. There was a bunch of African countries, too. Mm-hmm. Global, except for most of the game, except for most of the globe. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you are really looking forward to Mass Effect 3, you may be wondering, how can I unlock more cool crap for my Mass Effect 3 game? Well, the answer is... Like- is Facebook. Oh. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a account. can of Mountain Dew or a right. bag of Doritos like last time. <laughs> no, of course not. Why would you do that? Now we have Facebook. We don't even have to make products anymore. So Facebook, Mass Effect 3, um, or, or those really expensive action figures, I suppose. So you, in Facebook, you will unlock... Oh, this is terrible. There's a something called F- Mass Effect 3 Mission Command. I haven't used it. Has anyone used this? I don't know how it works. Uh you will get uh, missions that you do them, and the mission, like the first one, is signing up for the Facebook app on like iPhone or Android. But you'll unlock Xbox Live avatar items, add-ons, and more. Ooh. According to a promotional invite to the program, your decisions will determine the rewards. So you'll have more chances to earn a custom Paragon or Renegade Xbox 360 with Connect. Who's, uh, what's up with all the 360 rewards? This sucks. I want PC rewards. Uh, next week's challenge will have members submitting a pickup or rejection line to Liara for a chance to win early access to the Mass Effect 3 demo. And a future mission ha- makes video create recreating moves from the game for a chance to win Mass Effect 3 customized 360 system with Connect. Because apparently you're supposed to play this game with Connect, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, this game has a bunch of voice control from Connect. No, 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 oh, Chris, Chris, you got the marketing dear. wrong. Oh, what did and I this do? Is, it's better. Better with Connect. You're right. It's better with You can play it with whatever, but it's better with Connect. See, see, you can't play Mass Effect 3 wrong, but you can play it better. See, I have a PC. Can I hook up like a Connect for Windows and play it better with Connect? No. <laughs> Screw these people. I'll just use my mouse and keyboard. And no, because over there it's better with Origin. Sony, hey Chris. Yeah. Your sister is in the chat room flirting with me. Okay. Thanks for disrupting <laughs> so the show to announce that. <laughs> join us on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. and yes. you can flirt and it's That's right. Live. We are live <laughs> 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern every week. So rpgamer.com slash live. And you can join the chat room too and flirt with people or whatever is going on in there. We were talking about Terra and they've uh, released their pre order and closed beta plans. So people who are really excited for that, I'm sure, uh, include Michael Tidwell, who's not on today. 
the collector's edition of Terra was announced. We have uh, fifty nine ninety nine, the cheapest collector's edition I've ever heard of. So I don't know what's up with that. Oh, I see, because there's a limited collector's edition as well. So collector's edition's $59.99 comes with pre-order goodies, such as the Regal Frost Lion mount, two equipable items, the level 15, oh, who gives a crap, two items, and there's also a limited edition collector's edition, which will include more collectible items, such as a lettermark, canvas world map, hey, canvas world map that you'll never use, a field guide, um, a Velkian Federation-issued compass, See, it's hard to tell which of these are in-game and which are out-of-game. I think a bunch of in-game items and the canvas world map and the game soundtrack. So that's what you get with your extra $20. And you also get access to the closed beta, which starts February 10th. So, And there's a head start that starts April 28th through May 1st. And then the game goes live, I assume, shortly after. Oh, May 1st is when the game goes live. So if you're pre-ordering, you can do it right from onmassstore.onmass.com and learn about all the editions. Oh, and if you're wondering, the collector's edition $59.99 does mean that the standard edition is at the old school price that all PC games should be of $49.99. Yay. And if you uh, want to pre-order now and upgrade to the collector's edition later for an extra 10 bucks, you can do so. So... Go check that out if you are interested in Terra like Michael Tidwell. It really, really is. Hmm. Do we care about Pokemon? What about them? Yeah. On your 3DS, you'll soon be able to get free, you know, those, you're getting free Wi-Fi access at 29,000 Nintendo Zone locations, but they'll also be able to go there and get stuff like full episodes of Pokemon. Because that's what you've been waiting for in your 3DS, right? Yeah. No? No? Okay. Uh, how about if you go to Best Buy this weekend, you get 50% off select 3DS games with your 3DS? Huh? Because you'll get coupons. You can also get coupons in addition to that stuff. So, yeah. You go to Nintendo you Zone. You have to include RPGamer oh. to get 10% off at checkout. Yeah, I wish, but unfortunately, no. So you go to a Nintendo Zone area, you get a coupon, then you go to Best Buy and use the coupon. So you have to find a Nintendo Zone That's- area. Kind of cool. And you can find those at Nintendo.com slash 3DS slash Nintendo Zone. Woohoo! I'm going to see. Let's check out Madison, Wisconsin. Any Nintendo Zones for people who don't live in, uh, you know, East or West Coast cities? Hmm. Oh, there are. Look at that. They're all McDonald's. <laughs> They're all McDonald's there, and one Starbucks. But it's not are the there Mc- any in Canada? Um, yeah. What's your... I have to remember what your zip code thing is. Victor 5 Alpha 1 George 6. I did 3G6, uh, but that works too. Yes, um, Starbucks and McDonald's all over Burnaby. Yeah, so I think they're doing that in the UK as well. So, uh, yeah, 6568 Hastings Street, Anna, at the Starbucks there. Oh! And 4805 Hastings for the McDonald's there. Oh, yep. those are right on my bus route. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> You're gonna Anna's going to McDonald's, everybody. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? So there's the there's your Nintendo Zone news of the week. Trying to make the DS kind of interesting. Which I want to play with it more, but I haven't people need to swap note me. So I'm gonna hold on, let's see. I don't know about you guys, but I want swap notes. So I want you to email me podcast at rpgamer.com. No, wait. Or Sabin at Sabin at rpgamer.com. S A B I N at rpgamer.com. Let's make this personal. And uh, exchange friend codes with me. 
because I want to do swap notes with people because I haven't done that at all. And oh, look at that. Can I tell you what my friend code is? No, this is too freaking hard to tell you what my friend code is. Oh, 1805-2180 and 4447. 1805-2180-4447. And of course, that doesn't matter unless you also give me your friend code. So work that out over email. Anyone else want to plug for, for friend codes for 3DS? No? Just me? I haven't even uh, looked mine up yet. Uh, I still don't have a 3DS. I'm not entirely sure where mine is at the moment. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) I really don't know where my 3DS is. Wow, That's an awesome answer. That's my favorite answer on the podcast ever. Who doesn't know where it is? I I once lost my DS on my desk for three weeks. Turned out just to be buried. Alex said... Didn't Alex just say he didn't know where his 3DS was? Or did he not know where his friend's code was? I don't know where my 3DS is. I have a vague idea. I'll send it can you happen. a... Oh, no, I won't. Yes. Master Chief has a pink DS, can't possibly lose it. Oh, wow. Pink is very manly. And he's got yes. a point. Yes, it is. Oh, this is ridiculous. There's all these little... So I've been going through another news site, and there's all these little stories about Mass Effect 3, and they're just peppered throughout the week. I hate this stupid marketing crap. All right, so other details of Mass Effect 3. I wish I could have told you them all at one time, but no, I screwed up. I failed, but I will make up for it now. Mass Effect 3 demo will require an Xbox Live Gold subscription to access the new Galaxy at War co-op mode. Uh, Let's see. Yes. But um, if you don't have gold, don't worry. Microsoft is granting temporary gold access when you download the demo, so you second-class free members... Oh, that's terrible already. Okay. Yes, so if you download the Mass Effect 3 demo, you will get temporary gold access is is, is the... Uh, that's the takeaway there. So I don't know, that's for you 360 players. And they're just reassuring you. They wanted to let you know, hey, hey, keep your save files. Keep your save files for Mass Effect 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Also keep your Mass Effect 3 save file. Because more stuff's coming. They're not going to say what, but apparently there will be more Mass Effect three, more Mass Effect games, and you'll need all your save files. So do that. Yeah, that doesn't excite anybody. No. Well, we already know that. We already know that any. Everybody knows. It did excite everybody. We already know that in any Mass Effect uh, four that they said that. Um, it, Mass Effect 3 marks the end of Commander Shepard's storyline. Yes. So it's kind of like, yeah, sure, they're going you know, to put in something for a carryover bonus, but I don't know what it'll be, just you know, side stuff, maybe? Mm. Uh, call me crazy, but doesn't Mass Effect 3 have multiple endings? True. So it could just be the state of your universe when you start. Well, yeah, that'd be neat. True. And, of course, it will be used for DLC as well. Cool. Speaking of Mass Effect, um, you know, I've been thinking of uh, reading a new book. Chris, how's that new Mass Effect book? I haven't read it. Was I supposed to? Quinn, do you know how good that Mass Effect book is? I've been hearing some interesting things. Isn't it broken? Oh, that's right, and it's going to get patched soon. It's a version wait, 2.0. Wait, wait, what? How's the Yeah, book? they're patching the book, the version 2.0. What? Okay, okay, okay. Chris doesn't get her silly humor. Okay, oh. so apparently Mass Effect, the new Mass Effect novel, Deception, written by William C. Dietz, is 
a terrible mess and oh. it gets just about everything wrong that they could possibly get wrong in this book. Wait, what do you mean by wrong? There's an entire there's an entire Google Doc wiki page dedicated to all of the errors in Mass Effect Deception. So like they didn't edit it or do a good job of doing continuity checking or anything? More like Dykes didn't do it because this is the first time that Drew Kapishian wasn't isn't writing the didn't write the Mass Effect novel. He yeah, wrote the first three ones. Bioware should have gone job. through it and made sure it was good, right? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Didn't. Oh my gosh. Fail. <laughs> so it's really bad. Yeah, hey, you know what? I've got a suggestion. Don't read the novel. Don't wait for the patch person. Just assume <laughs> the fact that somebody who didn't know what they were talking about was writing it. And you probably have no interest in it. Just no, it's just them. some interesting stuff that they fundamentally get wrong. Like one character who was autistic in the previous two books is suddenly uh, grew out of her temperamental childish face. Is no longer the troubled child. Oh, good. I didn't know you could just grow out of autism. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, like, uh, science like, technology. Basic like biology and basic just stuff of how this world works is completely wrong. Uh, stuff like how the Volus, you know, they need their little pressures who Steven survive, yeah. and the, they're, they're take, they're now they're wearing like little tiny face masks and taking it on and off. Like sort of like basic stuff if you even bother reading anything about Mass Effect. Oh, good. You would not get wrong completely. I, wow. I'm shocked I mean, that this person list just long. cared that... He treated it like a Star Trek novel, basically. Just no, make up no, your own no stuff. a couple of those are actually good. Yeah, some of them, and just like <laughs> here. And some of them, they just don't care. Oh yeah, they turned like he turned several a few gay characters straight. Oh wow! By accident. <laughs> By accident. <laughs> so it's actually quite interesting to see all the mistakes. Well, I mean, and at least that's, that's possible. Unlike the autism one. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, we're not having that discussion on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. The voluses just take their masks off. Good anyway, job, people. Good job. So the big story is that Bioware is planning to patch the novel for at a later date. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't read it, people. Darksiders 2. Who's excited for Darksiders 2? Manny is. And Manny, you want to know when Darksiders 2 is coming out, don't you? Isn't it like June-ish? Yeah, June. Or May-ish. They confirmed Darksiders 2 is coming in June in a THQ earnings report. Will THQ still be alive by that point? <laughs> that's that's the real question, isn't it? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I, I want that South Park RPG. I'm kind of pissed. Mm. I want so <laughs> I want that South Park RPG. The world I want the, Saint I want Ro- more Saints Warhammer Row 4, games. man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right. Now that THQ actually has games that we all care about, this is when it happens? Yeah, no kidding. I said, I'm, I'm still kind of pissed off about... Uh, um, them still holding the Homeworld license. All right, so there's some DLC coming out for Risen 2, says Deep Silver. Um, everyone loves Deep Silver, right? No? All right, well, whatever. They uh, they have released uh, some DLC. It's coming up soon. They haven't released it. Risen 2, Dark Waters. Treasure Isle is the name of the DLC, and it allows you to go on a quest to search for a legendary treasure of the pirate captain Steelbeard. Steelbeard. Sounds like a very uncomfortable beard. Uh, it'll come out April 24th in North America, April 27th in Europe, and they're really making sure to announce it now so that you forget about it completely by the time it comes out due to all the games that are coming out between now and then. So good job. And I think with that, we're out of news, people. 
Oh yeah, Risen Two hasn't come out yet, so that's great. It's pre pre announced DLC. I say I, I care so little about Risen Two. I don't even know this. So, it's a but pre order. It's a pre order bonus. Okay, yeah. sorry guys. This is pre order bonus DLC. I'm totally screwing up today. I'm sorry. I was up to like three in the morning last night doing doing a. Uh, server work for my company and uh you were yeah. breaking things yeah we were breaking things and uh, apparently it's broken my head and my ability to read so treasure isle is pre-order dlc for risen 2 my apologies um, risen 2 might be awesome so if you're looking forward to it on april 24th and 27th this is dlc to sweeten the deal somebody please save me because i really want to know what you've been playing this week That was a transition for somebody to just volunteer what they've been playing. Thanks for listening to the RPG cast. Come back next <laughs> week. <and> I... <laughs> no one wants to save me. There shall be no salvation, Chris. You shall flounder and die death on the air. Oh. I'll go first, just because I may have to cut out real I may have to leave quickly. Okay. Um, nothing. Nothing? You played nothing? No. Boo. Fascinating, huh? Yeah. Very. Okay, that was fast. So if I got to go now, I don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, I played more Old Republic, but I also started playing Final Fantasy thirteen two. Anyone else play thirteen two at all? I have it, but I haven't started it yet. Ooh, I can give you exclusive impressions then. Final Fantasy thirteen two cool. is a game. It's a JRPG by Square Enix, and it has a lot of Amano artwork on the box, even though Amano art. So let me tell you something about Final Fantasy XIII 2. Its characters were designed by Tetsuya Nomura. And you know how I know this? Because it's on the box, the back of the box, the covers, the, the credits within the covers, and on the screen, first screen that boots up when you boot the game. So it's very important that you guys know that the characters have been designed by Tetsuya Nomura. And this is further evidence that he is probably one of the big reasons Square Enix games are not really liked by a lot of people today because his ego has seemed to grow bigger than his character designs. But whatever. Uh, The game itself is actually pretty fun. I've really been enjoying it so far. Um, The basic rundown is this. Final Fantasy XIII sequel. uh, Story things start going weird, um, including like some alterations to the ending of Final Fantasy XIII, and we start having time travel. Stuff goes really strange. Lightning, for example, is fighting against um, Norse god concepts in Valhalla so figure that crap out and in you playing as Sarah who was an unplayable character in the first game and now she's playable and there's a talking moogle and weird time travel stories I, I really don't want to spoil the particulars of the story so that's why I'm just throwing out elements but uh, as far as the gameplay goes it's actually investigate a town area and uh, go out and fight stuff like you know like a JRPG should be like I don't know, it should be that's a, that's a value judgment. Like JRPGs tend to be, um, and it is uh, the same thirteen system that you're used to, except you only have two main party members. Your third one is a monster, and uh, we start collecting those as you fight along, and you can level them up separately. So you can spend crystal as you play with them, they get crystal points that you can spend to level them up. The same kind of level up system as the first game. Uh, you get to choose which path you want to improve as, as a commando, as a ravager, and stuff like that. All the paths, no. Many of the paths are unlocked right from the start. And uh, as you level up your character in one path area, in one like respect, make them a really good mage, for example, or ravager as it's called, you can then 
unlock other areas. Like you can unlock synergists to start leveling them up as a synergist. And so the, the same strategic battle choices are there where you are choosing in this uh, moment of the fight, I need uh, someone to uh, help their, their percentage gauge. I forget what it's called. There's a big percentage game other in the upper right, just like Final Fantasy 13. And your goal is to get that gauge full because once you get it full, the enemy takes a ton of damage and stops attacking you as much. You can interrupt attacks by doing that. And you got one class that slows the speed at which that gauge goes down. One class that their attacks fill up the gauge really well. So you have to, you know, sometimes you need everybody filling up the gauge, everybody slowing it down, somebody being a tank at sometimes, healing at sometimes. It's great strategic battle, just like 13. If you've played that, you know how it works. Um, in this time, there's a lot of story, There's uh, and there was before, I suppose, so that doesn't say anything, but the story scenes are pretty good, and the music has so far been good. I haven't gotten into crappy death metal chocobo yet, but I hear it's coming, so I don't know if I will like that. But the weird part is that it's not really a cohesive world. You have, um, when you boot into the game, you actually select from a menu what time period you're going to. You are not like uh, in a world exploring the whole world. You're exploring a timeline. So you can jump back and forth through time and explore a city um, three years ago, five years from now, 300 years from now. I think all the way up to 700 years from now, though. I'm not sure. Um, and And... and you get to go back and forth. It looks like there's alternate. Um, oh, Manny's taking off. Manny, thanks for being on today. Yeah, they want to interrupt your uh, no, conversation. That's okay. that's okay. My cool. conversation. Yeah, I gotta go. Bye, bye. I have to go to an eye doctor. See, see you guys ya. later. See ya. Oh, see you later. Huh? See, he's going to an eye doctor. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> it's hilarious, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, one of the interesting things that's hopefully going on in this game is that you get to see alternate versions of the same timeline based on different choices you made in a previous era in the timeline. So things are going to really fragment up really quickly. And um, Uh, From what I know, there are something like uh, 12, like, Chrono Trigger-esque alternate endings, like non-canon-esque ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's hopefully it's easy to see those without having to, like, start the whole game over. No, I don't think you have to do that. Because yeah, that, that was the annoying part about Chrono Triggers. Like, unless you're really yeah. intentional, you know. Well, I guess you could just do it. I don't know. Whatever. Eight. I, it's I thought it was 12, but apparently it's eight. Okay. Eight. But, yeah. There are more. There's, there's, there are, there are more than one. Alternate. There's more than one. Put so we've got way. tons of endings. <laughs> the same combat as the first one. So far, the story is really interesting. I'm liking the environments. I really wish you had more party members, but you don't. Um, so that's the only downside so far. Um, but I've only played like three or four hours of it. I'll be honest with you guys. So I don't, uh-huh. I don't know yet um, how whether or not it stays good or not. So the setting and the setup and the systems as have been explained to me. Really excited to play more, but I don't know if I'm going to continue to like it or not until I uh, put some more hours in. So I'll keep you posted. One thing I can say about it is just how impressively big my collector's edition is. <laughs> so I got the crystal edition. In Europe, and it's basically the size of a PS3. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, don't they give you most of the same stuff we got, but some additional art cards or something? Uh, we got T-shirt, entire soundtrack. Oh, you got a T-shirt. Yeah, art book. Yeah, and yeah. You get the image song though. Our soundtrack is gimped by one track. No, no, we, no, we don't get the image song. Oh my! What is up with that? It's like I have to go spend thir- like fifty bucks in Japan if I want to get that one song. No thanks. No thanks. I think what I might do is actually, if I like the song, what I'm going to do is look for the album that that artist 
see, you find that artist's albums, find the one that has that song on it, and that way you get a bunch right. of new tracks that I don't already own because I have the 13-2 soundtrack that I got with the uh, collector's edition here. Japanese one or yeah. Western one? So there's two different image songs, isn't there? Oh, there are? <laughs> yeah, there's the one for Japan, Japan and one for oh, they usually UK, are. US. Yeah, maybe that's why. But that's not on this soundtrack either, though, is it? Nope. No, so neither one's on here. Figure that out. They should have given us the Japanese song, at least, if they couldn't get the Western song. I don't know. Lame, lame, lame. I usually like... I don't like the Western image songs usually anyway, so... I really didn't like 13s. No, I didn't either. (laughs) All right. Well, that's thirteen two people. Oh, I did get the uh, little novella. I I pre-ordered at Best Buy, so if if you have a way to get a hold of this, it's a nice little short story book. Um, just borrow it from a friend. It'll take you twenty minutes to read, so um, don't go crazy to get it. But uh, it's kind of a neat little way to fill out the ending of thirteen and bridge the gap between the two games. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Anna, what'd you play this week? Um, I play The Old Republic with you, and see, you don't like Alderaan, and I'm really liking Alderaan so far. Just a snow planet so far. Yeah, but I like the story. I like the little political intrigues going on, and the guy with the heart attack, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like Old Republic's way of telling story in general. I find that that's most definitely its, uh, its strong point. And I want to kick the hot ball. Okay. Um, but huts that, don't I, have feet. Oh, fine. Beyond that, I have been playing Final Fantasy IV The After Years. And what else have I been playing this week? I've been playing lots of just little iOS stuff, including Hero Academy. That's been my fun one this week. And I don't even know how to describe it. You can play as humans or dark elves, and they both have units, and the units do different things. And there are swords and shields and fireballs. (laughs) And the goal is to kill your opponent's crystals. That sounds very silly. Mm. And I need to figure out if I have a copy of Final Fantasy XIII somewhere. So I should probably get around to playing that. Yep. You probably should. Uh, Let's see. That leaves Alex? Yes, I finished off Asalia. And I thought you could write a review on that, which is up on the site at the moment. How much is that game? Because I'm sort of like, that would be a good game to buy for five bucks. Uh, But it's probably 20. No. Yeah, it's around 20 bucks. Yeah, it's too expensive for what it is. But if I can find it on sale somewhere, I'd totally hit yeah. that. I gave it a 3.5 in the end. <laughs> well, it sounds like the kind of game that I'd like, but... Yeah, it's mostly visual novel with like then throwing you into some RPG-like missions and then more visual novel. <laughs> and repeat, pretty much. <laughs> But it's well written, which is good if it's a visual novel. <laughs> Aside from that, I've been playing Art and Echo Koga, as I mentioned earlier, and should hopefully finish that this weekend. 
yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool. And finally then, John, what you been up to? Um, well, I finally got my third level 85 in World of Warcraft. Don't, not Ooh, really quite sure. Not really quite sure how the hell that happened, but it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, the uh, another major patch for uh, League of Legends went live on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, well, basically what that patch has done has introduced um, uh, bots to their... Um, their territory control map, that 5v5 territory control map, the Dominion game mode, and also increase the number of uh, bots because uh, you could play the you could play the regular game against against bots, um, but there were a very small selection of them. So you ent- you basically ended up basically fighting against the same uh, sort of five between five and eight the five and eight same characters over and over. Um, so they've now changed it so there's now 40 different characters for the bots to choose between uh, and they've managed to improve their AI so they do will sort of gang up and team attack you correctly nice. sort of make better use of items and stuff so it, it's not perfect for a game that's kind of primarily focused on um, player versus player stuff it, it, it it's not brilliant but um it, it's good for training and stuff and when you don't feel like playing against players it's a fun little distraction so All yeah right. cool that's what i've been doing pretty much just world of warcraft and league of legends you know well that's that's everybody kind of a boring week we should make it better next week so next week reckoning comes out who's picking up reckoning you. Uh, I will be. I don't know when I'll be able to play it. I don't know. I'm not picking up Reckoning. Am I picking up Reckoning? I thought well, I'm certainly not. I did not pre-order. I might after a few months. You might after a few moments? Oh, a few months. Okay. Well, a few months, yeah, just to get rid of all the other games first. <laughs> but no one's picking up Amalur. Hmm. I'm sure Mac will have as close to a day zero review as possible. Yeah, he's saying stuff stuff on Twitter, which means it looks like he's writing it at the moment. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll just have a review for you. And speaking of reviews, any reviews on our site we needed to plug? Yeah, just mine for the Celia, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, which you mentioned last week. Yes, Celia but actually wrote the review this time. <laughs> What's the final score, bud? 3.5. 3.5. So give it a shot and yep. avoid all the other games on that site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're 18 over. Unless you're 18 over. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, a couple things. Keep uh, plugging away on Operation Rainfall if you want to see the last story come out here because they're still going and do all, all that. I've probably given up, and I'm gonna just pre-order it from, or pre-order, it, just order it from England when it comes out. But uh, if you're still hoping to get that out here, they're doing a lot of work to try and coordinate to to get a similar result as what happened with Xenoblade. So that's out there. King of Amalur comes out this week. I don't know if we'll have uh, much for you on it because I kind of want to finish 13 too. But maybe I should pick that up too. I don't know. Mm. 
Give me some feedback. See what you want to see. This is your show. Give us feedback. Please uh, give us stuff we can read from you. Give us suggestions of things you'd like to see in the show. Questions you want us to answer. Things, stunts you want us to try. Crazy things you want me to go videotape in the gas station near my house. Like nacho dispensing machines. Uh, just let us know. Podcast at rpgamer.com. 608-729-4098 is our phone number. And watch us live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week. And with that, I think we're out for the week. Enjoy your RPGs, and we'll see you next time. Uh, any last parting words for anybody at home? No, no I think we're good. We're, we're good? No, no departing <laughs> words. Uh, I'm going to say, if you're a Prime member, go uh, go to Amazon Instant Streaming, or if you're a Netflix member, I guess, and uh, watch some episodes of bit of fry and lorry because it's very funny so that's what i'll leave you with british humor and until next week goodbye bye everybody bye bye